On this week's episode of the Third Wheel Podcast, me and Shaps talk about why Hollywood will not make anything original and why it's all your fault. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good time with us. Welcome back to the Third Wheel Podcast, where you are the third wheel in our conversation. I'm your host, Shaps, joined by co-host Caleb. Guys, I'm excited for today because I will finally, for once in this entire show's history, not be taking the lead on the conversation here. Yeah. In okay. fact, I've I... decided to lighten the Sir, can you please let me finish? <laughs> sure, take Do the you lead. See... <laughs> Do you see how he treats me? <laughs> for for uh, today, Shaps will be leading the discussion on something very near and dear to his heart. And I'm excited because he's been bugging me about this for quite a while. And I finally said yes after all the constant begging, you know. So when I have an idea, it's begging and (laughs) (laughs) bothering and, okay, pestering. (laughs) On the record, yes. (laughs) Wow. I'm just kidding. All right, Shaps, I want you to lead away this time. You got this. Sure. Well, thanks, bro. I I mean. No problem. I was just very bad. So we saw a movie recently. We and did. We did. What was it? It was called The Creator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to try to make it sound natural. And this was a movie that Caleb was like, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. And I was like, no, no, it looks really good. And he's like, no, whatever. This is going to be bomb, bomb, you know? And yeah. we actually went to see it. And for those who don't know, uh, Creator is a new sci-fi that's completely original. It's made by the same guy who directed Rogue One. Mm. And... Not the first Godzilla movie, but that I don't even know what they call it. But that one Godzilla movie where it's like, um, like Cloverfield, where Godzilla yeah. is like not the focus, but like in the background of the right. whole movie. Yeah. So let me speak to that. Mm. Uh, it's Gareth Edwards, I believe. Yeah, Gareth That's Edwards. Yeah, Gareth Edwards, good director. He directed a movie called Monster, or maybe it's just called Monsters. I forget. Uh-huh. Sorry, but he directed that movie, and it's fantastic. And it's the same thing where monsters are in it, but they're like not in it in it and that's not the sole focus it's not a horror movie it's not a run from the monsters type of film he's very good at writing characters mm. that are just in a world that they're just trying to navigate through they're, they're this is how the world is it sucks and they're just trying to get through it there was a, an opportunity and then a separate discussion okay mm. but he went on to direct rogue one he didn't direct the sequel monsters dark continent which was i heard really bad he directed, no, I take it back, I'm sorry, he directed Godzilla next. Yes, the 2014 reboot by Legendary, not by Toho, not by the Japanese, the American version. Yeah. Uh, and it was very good. I, mm. I watched it a long time ago when it came out. Blew me away. I'm a massive Godzilla fan. It was fantastic. Um, and you hadn't seen it until pretty recently, right? Right, no, and I really liked it too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I, I kind of turned him into a Godzilla fan. Yeah. And I've, I've been a Godzilla fan for God knows how long, since I was a kid. I had a whole bunch of them on VHS. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite, side note, do you have a favorite Godzilla villain that he fought? Oh, sure. Um, I like the, was it Radon the bird? Oh, yeah. I love Radon. Yeah, pretty I cool. mean, like, okay. I don't like the old design. I like the new, like, Firebird design yeah. where he's, like, a phoenix, basically. Right. Yeah, I love Radon. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, if it wasn't Radon, then... I mean, I'm a bit of a Mothra fan, I guess. You like Mothra? I like Mothra. Oh. Just because, like... I hate Mothra. Because, well, like, he's kind of like a, you know, like a throwaway villain, but mm. then, like, he's typically the first one to Godzilla's defense whenever they want to team up with someone. I was going to say, he's never really a villain. I'm he, sure, now, out of all 80 films or whatever, like, mm. I'm sure there's one where Mothra was, like, under mind control. Like, right. I, I could see that. But mm. 
Mothra's a good guy. Mothra's no, like sure. the heart, or I guess she. She's a good guy, right? Yeah, she's uh, she's cool. Like I like that idea. Yeah. Um, King Ghidorah. Oh my gosh, just. I wish the okay. I'm I'm really really showing how deep of a nerd I am here. Yeah. I really wish they put Anguirus in a film, and that that's his weird. Uh, what is that? Oh, what what kind of animal is that? It's a it's not a dinosaur it's like a turtle dinosaur slash armadillo mm. with a very spiky tail and and he just crawls on all fours and he makes a weird noise right and mm. it's very distinct you can't miss it and all the godzilla video games he's like the weakest character because again he's on all fours like a, basically a cat yeah and um so in all the godzilla games each character has like they can shoot out the atomic breath like godzilla or they have a laser they shoot out Angaris doesn't have any of that so it has a, it's a very short range, like his yell when he goes, ah. like, it, it's just like, you just see the, his breath come out and it, it's just like literally his breath, like air. And it's really short range. Cause it's just his he shout. Just a little cat meow. Yeah. It's just like a shout. Right? Uh, correct um, me if I'm wrong. Was there a recent Godzilla where there was Mechagodzilla? Like a really recent one. Yes. That was, okay. That, okay. That was Godzilla versus Kong. I thought, okay. I yes, thought it was yes, crazy. Yes. I was like, right. was there? Because I'm like, I would like to see him in a movie, but apparently he was in one. I was yeah. like, I just don't remember it that much. Right. I understand. Because mm-hmm. it, it was very much a throwaway film. Yeah. Uh, again, we talked a long time ago about everyone ripping off cinematic universes, mm-hmm. um, which leads into later. That's mm-hmm. a trope that I cannot stand. Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, yes, they were trying to copy Avengers with mm-hmm. Godzilla. <laughs> just, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, but no. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway. Oh, so Angus is saying is he'll get into a ball like an armadillo, like mm-hmm. into a shell, and then he'll roll around and smash into stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see that in a modern film, but alas. Probably like for a couple clips. Yeah. Just to, you know, make the fans happy. I All right. Guess. Just me. Just the one fan. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> Godzilla variant? Hmm. And that could be like different movie Godzilla or different like type of Godzilla. Hmm. That's tough, mm. okay? Because there's there's villains where there's space Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, regular Godzilla. Yeah. Then there's like all every different decade, I guess, has a different Godzilla that mm-hmm. they kind of rebooted. I might have to go with Shin Godzilla, dude. Mm. That I, I sent you the trailer for Shin Godzilla. Yeah. So cool. No, I I was pretty much hooked on the most recent Godzilla, mm-hmm. but like Shin Godzilla does. It's it's so good, cool. bro. We need to watch that mm. because. Uh, the idea with that Godzilla is he starts off in like a larva form mm. and he's already smashing through the town like fresh out of like say the womb and every time the humans attack him he has to evolve to beat the humans mm-hmm. and every time they hit him with different firepower he has to adjust and it's so freaking good because each design is like legit mm-hmm. different and uh, the 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 teeth design on his mouth like his teeth are all jagged and going everywhere and I was like bro like, that's a that's the Japanese um, it is yeah it is freaky that's awesome and i've never described i've never used the word freaky to describe godzilla but is it anyway (laughs) speaking of leading conversation yeah so i apologize (laughs) (laughs) fine Uh, next though so he did godzilla yeah rogue one Mm -hmm. as which is one of my favorite movies favorite star wars movies i'm on the record of saying i hate that movie Mm -hmm. but not his fault but it has the same idea where it's cool interesting characters the cool parts of rogue one are like his design like he definitely saved that movie I disagree. But, no. You know. Well, okay. The reason I say this is because Disney fired the two directors who were working on it, and then he came in, and it was acceptable to them. And I'm like, and the, the, the scenes that he added, they looked up. I was like, actually, yeah. That you're thinking of Solo? No, it was a Rogue One as well. I had to go to the reshoots. Maybe it, had, it wasn't the two directors, but it was a director who was fired. There, and then there were two directors <clears throat> for that. It was Gareth Edwards, and then they came in and 
kind of replaced him to mm-hmm. do reshoots. <clears throat> yeah, but he added the uh, Darth Vader scene at the end. Sure. But uh, Solo had two directors that they fired and replaced with Ron Howard. Yeah, I'm saying it was basically yeah. the same story. Right. So, anyway. Because those two directors are the ones that made Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So, Rogue One, set that aside now. Mm. Okay, he's back. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. A long... A long time. Like, an almost entire Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Um, All the shows and everything. And this is the creator. It's a totally original story by him. He wrote it. He directed it. What's so what I was so interested in by this movie is the fact that legitimately it wasn't based off a book, it wasn't based off a movie or a TV show, it wasn't a reboot, it wasn't a sequel, it wasn't anything. Why it is was it, just him. Can I ask you why that's so important to you? That's that very important. Yeah. That's very important to me because it kind of reminds me of the reason I love filmmaking in general is just I love seeing ideas come alive. Whether or not it's like great or bad, you know, I just love seeing big ideas and big worlds, big creations, you know, come into real realization without a whole bunch of corporate suits getting in the way and saying, you need to do this mm-hmm. and that and that, and then tie this movie into this one. And it just gets so kerfuffled, you know, and to the point where it's like unrecognizable. And the reason I started loving it is because of George Lucas when he created Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, when he made it his baby, more so with the prequels, I would say, where he literally, as much as those films technically aren't great, he made it his own. Love it or hate it, it was 100% him, his own, you know. Yeah. And he made a, cr- you know, crazy world that's still one of the biggest franchises in the, to this day, you know. But it was all him, like it was all from his mind. No one told him what to do. Essentially, he had, a, you know, people probably gave him ideas, but like it was generally just like from his mind, you know. And that inspired me, you know, to be a creative, you know, just like to do my own thing, you know, and not just to do what people want. Uh, essentially, show people something that they didn't know what they wanted. Yeah, so you brought up George Lucas. Like, if you think about Star Wars, mm-hmm. I want to say that kicked off basically, essentially, like sci-fi revolutionized. Oh, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong; there were definitely sci-fi stuff way before that, and it did yes. borrow a lot. We'll talk yeah. into that later, but it, sure. Star Wars actually borrowed so much from other movies right. and other films, and, and it, it did. It just mm-hmm. took it and made it like cool. Yeah, because like you hear George Lucas say, like when that came out, like there was nothing like it before. And it's no tr- one wanted it's to touch it. No yeah. one wanted to touch it. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's like not, not like there was nothing like it before. So. It was a kind of low budget for what it was, even mm-hmm. though like it, it was a, had a little bit more of a generous of a budget, but like it still was pretty low budget for, yeah. you know, what you see. Very similar to this movie. Now, there are some glaring differences, but we'll get into that. Essentially, real quick review. I'm not going to make this a review or review. No, but and, and I'd like to, before we even get to that, I think, if you don't mind, we should uh, we should talk about why those are important original films. Since we already are on the topic of original films and mm-hmm. why they're why you like them, we should talk about why they're important. I, I, I think I'll get into that first. Okay. Uh, I'll right, get into go that. Ahead. Let me just go, quick review. I think it was a solid 7 out of 10, 7.5 out of 10. Yep. Definitely, I enjoyed it a lot. I love the world. He is a great world builder, just like Lucas. Yeah. And the animation, everyone saw about the animation, looked great. It had a budget of about $80 million, somewhere between $80 and $90 million. And and it looked that's like important, a, guys. Pay attention yeah. to the numbers here. And it looked, like, it looked like a $150 million yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, which is crazy because most Marvel movies have, you know, like twice, like, three times that. They look like garbage. And they look like complete trash. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's why, you know, it's another thing to keep in mind. The main criticism this movie gets is that it's, it has a little too, fam- uh, few too many familiar- familiarities with other movies, otherwise known as like tropes or overused tropes. But again, we'll get into that. So that was my yeah. quick review. Um, the can, reason why. Can I get my quick review? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with Shaps. I would go with seven, maybe mid seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I don't. 
I'd have to sit down and really do a review to type out the full, give you a full number, but I'd just mm-hmm. go with seven and a half as well. I don't ever just give movie props just for the visuals because I think visuals should never take the place of proper storytelling, proper <laughs> characters. I think that's what makes a film. Visual effects are great, but at the heart of, say, a movie like Star Wars, you got characters that you relate to, characters that you want to be like, really fleshed out, really deep characters on top of very good storytelling. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a both. And then on top of that, the visual effects for the time were groundbreaking. Yeah. So it, it propped it up. Visually... Again, like he said, the budget was $80 million. In today's market, in today's mm-hmm. Hollywood budget, that is nothing. Yeah. This movie looks like it was triple that. Right. Okay. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Space battles, shooting battles, robots, like, and robots, like, yeah, cybernet- yes. like, explosions. Yeah, it's great. Towns exploding, mm-hmm. space nukes. Like, yeah. I was like, bro, there's no way this was $80 million. No. Like, that guy squeezed George Washington. So hard that he started crying. I'm talking about dollar bills. Yeah, I'm aware. That was <laughs> good. You gave me a face. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So yeah. yeah, let's go to characters. Like yeah. I think the characters were really good. Really good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, the main guy, you care, you kind of cared about him. He had a very relatable story. He <laughs> felt human. Uh, yeah. The kid he's carrying around for a robot, very mm-hmm. human. Like yeah. emotions. You felt bad. You're like, oh shoot, man. Like, also about her. Um, her name. I'm gonna butcher this. But it's Madeline Yuna mm. Voilis. This is her first ever film. Oh. And she did a great yeah. job. For a kid actor, yes. playing this particular role, it can be very easily annoying mm-hmm. or non-believable. But right. she played a very believable child. She expressed so many different emotions in the film. Yeah. You know, distress, laughter, you know, like anger, you know. And she showed so much. Um, but this is her first film. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. Right. What a great job. Yeah, and child actors are hit or miss. Yeah, like definitely. for some reason, sidebar, everyone hated the Princess Leia character in Obi Wan. I loved her, but kid actors can make or break a well, film. Also, she was like five years old. <laughs> right, kid actors can make or break a film for people. No, absolutely. Like no joke, people yeah. hated Phantom Menace because of Jake Lloyd as Anakin, mm-hmm. and that that's, that's some people that is their only reason they hate that movie. Yeah, there's plenty more. I promise you, but no, so sure, that, that's, for sure. that's the hill people so, die on. <laughs> this movie just had so much. Yeah aimed against it you know mm-hmm. but yeah continue so yeah. uh yeah you got the characters and you got the visuals yeah. down what about the story story very good too mm-hmm. so i'd also give that a seven ish high yeah. seven you know if we were just going off of visuals alone mm-hmm. knowing how much this movie costs i'd say like 10 sure you know i, I would go 10 because oh, yeah, of like yeah, yeah, what yeah. they accomplished with such a small budget in right. today's market mm-hmm. okay but that that's great, but that's not necessarily what makes or breaks a film sure. for me yeah. so but characters seven Closer to eight, eight mm. leaning. Same thing for story. Very good, very relatable. Like especially with AI, because mm-hmm. there was a whole big thing about AI scares yeah. and all this stuff going on. It made the robots relatable, right? Because you figure out what they're fighting for, what they're not fighting for. Mm. It it humanizes characters that are meant to have no soul, right? They're not supposed to have a heart. They're not supposed to have any personality, and they mm. do. And you care, you actually kind of care about them. You you feel sorry for some of them. Yeah, and you get some sort of jarring films, light spoilers, but not really. Is when like the main character, like very beginning of the film, he starts off with like killing robots who are like begging for their lives essentially, and he's like literally telling his partners, he's like, no, they're just they're just machines. Yep, don't care about them. You know, like they're literally just computers. Like right, and there's a really good dilemma where the other characters like they sound human though. Yeah, exactly. He shows them in a shock. He's he's like, listen, they're not. (laughs) Pow. Yeah, and then like yeah, you can you can guess kind of where that goes. But um, no, I just yeah, 
Fantastic story, very relevant. Mm. I wish there were so many concepts in this movie that I wish could be explored more. Yeah. But honestly, kind of a generous time too. What was it, two hours? Yeah. About two, 215 yeah. or something? And so I it wasn't even like, super long. I didn't feel like it was paced weird. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was anything out of place. I didn't feel <laughs> mm-hmm. like a scene went on too long. I didn't feel like there were parts they could cut out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to change my characters to eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go up a bit talking mm-hmm. about it because you think about set aside the main guy and the main girl. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about the other robots. Like, holy cow. That was support guys. You know? Okay. So. I don't know if you caught this in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a spoiler, but this, this episode isn't going to come out for a while. Yeah, so yeah, by yeah. then the movie will be out for a while. Nobody already <laughs> saw it. Spoilers. Nobody saw this movie, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. But maybe it'll get a maybe it'll get a revitalization. I think on so. I think it Blu-ray will. or it something. Should, yeah. Okay, but uh, so there's a scene where the dummy robots that are supposed to be suicide bombers they're supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know if you caught this, but there that there's a scene where the main lady, the bad guy, mm-hmm. she goes, "Okay, go." It's to, you know he's the, this this robot's sole purpose is to run across the bridge mm-hmm. and blow up, and he's basically a gunk droid from Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Very video gamey. It's just like so yeah, she yeah. she tells him, "Go. It's your turn." Mm-hmm. And he's in. He he waits. Yeah. He he he's not. He doesn't just follow his programming. Mm-hmm programming and goes he sits there and he thinks about it yep and then the the robot's like what do you not the robot the lady she's like what are you doing go mm-hmm. and he's like he just he's sitting there thinking about it and then before he obeys yeah. before he obeys his order he goes ma'am it was an honor serving with you and then mm-hmm. he starts running and, and then finishes. she's like what yeah, it's yeah. Like, no i caught that i yes. was like that's really cool yes i was like okay even the gunk droid that is literally <laughs> designed to just literally be a suicide bomber yeah he's sitting there like i'm about to die mm-hmm. and he knows he has to obey his programming and he he hesitates but yeah. he still follows his programming but he hesitates and he's like all right he makes the most of his last words it was mm-hmm. an honor to serve you ma'am and then he boom, yeah gong gong <laughs> gong <laughs> no Gosh, there was there's yeah. so many cool like designs and yes. ideas um, in this movie, and like yeah, AI a super relevant topic. I very much so, and I love how it's a twist. Like it's not a AI is evil story, right? It's kind of the opposite in a mm-hmm. way. Um, so yeah, like a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, really recommend the movie. Go please go see it. Please. Like, I really it's like too this late, movie. It's I, not going to make us money back, but yeah, please I go want, see it. I want this movie to like at least get a cult following or something. Yeah. I think it will. I think so too. Um, because, okay, let me get into kind of like why I think this film is important and why I think a lot of people think this film is important. Let's do it. Because Hollywood only goes for ideas now that are guaranteed money makers or at least near guaranteed, guaranteed. money makers. Yeah. Yes. Like in the boardroom, they are not going to sign off on an idea, green light an idea, give money to an idea if it's not a guaranteed money maker. Mm-hmm. There's obviously hits and misses, but like in their minds, they're like, okay, we're only giving this money because we don't even know it's going to be guaranteed. Yeah. And the way you achieve that is if you put in a tie-in to something that's already successful right. or you put in a whole bunch of tropes that people know are going to, you know, or you're your spin off of an already existing IP. Yeah, exactly. You know? Typically that's what's happening in Hollywood. Yes. It's not a whole Hollywood's out of ideas thing, which I actually right. kind of thought it was until this point. It's the fact that they're just not willing to shell out money unless it's guarantee return. And that's the only thing. reason it's guarantee return is if it's a franchise or it's a multiverse or say not multiverse, a cinematic universe now, or it's a remake or yep. a reboot or a book yep. idea. Like that's the only thing that makes money nowadays. And here comes Garrick Edwards, a director who hasn't had a huge track record and says, I want to make a new movie. Yeah. The problem is it completely got shelled on. So, um, by other big movies this week or this the I, weekend it came out. What movie in particular are you thinking about? There were two, <laughs> two, um, but okay. mostly one. 
it was Saw X okay. and The Exorcist. Oh, The Exorcist Believer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Really so, hear me on this audience. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is not out of ideas. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. You will not go see anything original anymore. Right. You would rather go see Saw X or freaking Exorcist Believer. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. Which is like, just like, because, you know, you think about it, like, yeah. oh, yeah, what are all my friends going to go and go and yeah. see? Oh, I want to go see a cool, yeah. funny, scary movie, you know? Yeah. like. Let me pull up some practical examples for you. Yeah. The Nice Guys. Have you heard of that movie? Mm-mm. Exactly, because it came out the same weekend as Captain America Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, very good movie. Shane mm-hmm. Black, he makes a movie about two private investigators teaming up to take down a major corporation. It's a buddy cop movie, but they're not cops. And yeah. they make a very big point to bring that up, <laughs> that they're not, they're not cops, right? Yeah. And uh, it's funny, mm-hmm. and nobody saw right. it. Actually, it, maybe it wasn't the same weekend. It was probably the weekend after. But yeah. but but everyone was seeing Civil War yeah. like five times. They they went they saw it the first time mm-hmm. on, on that weekend, and then they saw it like three or four more times the following weekend. I see weekends. with all their friend groups yes. individually. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes. Like, okay. Uh, do, do you remember that quote by Martin Scorsese where he was talking about how superhero movies are killing yeah. movies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Get, people gave him so much crap for that. And Martin Scorsese is someone who can go to studios and say, here's a movie I want to make. Yep. And pretty much without questions asked. The very few, but yeah. They, they would be like, sure. And then, he'd go, and then he can make the Instant, movie. Because just okay. his name alone is like yes. worth millions and millions and yes. millions. Yeah. And so many people can't do that. Right. They have to make sequels to superhero movies now because now it's mm-hmm. devolved from sequels to sequels to blockbusters now right. it's like now it has to be sequels to superhero films right and freaking uh spin-offs to superheroes and mm-hmm. more superhero team-ups and cinematic universes that's the trope we're getting right now and yeah. that's the one that's most popular which is kind of winding down which is yeah. nice in a way mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna miss superhero films but right. they are starting to wind down a bit mm-hmm. and a lot of that's marvel's fault a lot of that is the other studios ripping them off's fault yeah but um so people gave Martin Scorsese a lot of crap mm-hmm. because he he said the truth. He people can't get really good movies made anymore because yeah. it has to be superheroes and they also <laughs> have to be like ten out of ten. Yeah, you know you can't yes. even have like okay good movies anymore. It has to be oh my gosh, is the most amazing thing. You got to go see it five times in a row. I have mixed feelings about that. Really. That doesn't mean you should strive to make an okay film. You should be striving to make a ten film. I think okay is the wrong word. Sure. More like. Yeah, this isn't going to blow your mind. It's just entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people that's are afraid of going to a movie that's just entertaining. They need yeah. to go to something that changes their life. Now. Right, that's fair. So yeah, superheroes have yeah. a lot to do with that so as the, well. The nice guys that it didn't mm-hmm. blow my mind. It yeah. wasn't like the greatest film ever, mm-hmm. but it was really good. You know, I was like, dang, that was a good movie. I wish we could get more of those. And he wanted to make more of those mm-hmm. movies, the nice guys two and three but and just, whatever. Nobody saw it. So yeah, when I when I saw the trailer to uh, the creator, like. Yeah. A while back, you know, that's what I said. I was like, you know what? This looks like it's going to be an okay movie. Mm-hmm. But I want to go see it regardless because I want to support these original ideas. Yes. It actually turned out to be a really good movie. But yes. still, you want to know how much money it made back? Please do tell. Okay, $80 million budget. It made back $35 million. 35 Worldwide. We're on the second weekend. We're at $43 million mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Right now. First weekend was definitely, it was 35 That's horrible. It is atrocious. Yes. Okay, think think about let me put this in perspective for you guys. Okay. Black Adam, okay, had a the big budget, two hundred yeah. million, two fifty million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Double that for marketing. Okay. Yep. Think about it. really think about this. That was a movie 
that people were like, uh, all right, it's got the rock in it. Let's go right. see it. Right. So they go do that. That made $300 million. Now that's still a flop, but that's a movie where people are like, eh, I guess we'll go see it. Right. You know, not enough people were like, eh, good enough. Let's it go see it. It wasn't even like good. Yeah. Like no one even reviewed it no, that well. No. So, and it made $300 million. Can you imagine if this movie made $300 million? It would make that's basically three times its budget back, right? You know? And that would send a note to Hollywood that yeah. original ideas can work. But no, this These says the opposite to them. They are almost never going to sign off on an idea like this ever again, at least for a long, for long, a long time. time. For a director who hasn't had that track record, right. like, dude, it is a horrible message, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. But yeah, you're right. Like, Saw X is probably going to make you know, like, probably I don't know. 300,000, yeah. th- sorry, $300 million, you know, based off a, I think I saw it, it had like a $50 million budget or $45 yeah. million, like super well, cheap. But here's the thing. Horror films have a built-in mm. demographic. Yeah. Okay. Sci-fi kind of does, but not quite. If sci-fi has a big name attached to it, like Star Wars, yeah. Blade Runner, if those movies come in with their already established name and IP and brand, mm. those probably have a built-in audience. But like if you're a independent sci-fi movie mm. it's hit or miss whether or not you're no, gonna make any i was actually going to say that sci-fi has it really bad right now yeah because probably the superhero genre yep. um i mean really think about it like you have to have a really big name like a big director behind you know for instance like the martian or um yes. interstellar you know for those movies to be successful but there are so many sci-fi movies that have come out since then that no one has ever watched and i love sci-fi i really mm-hmm. love good original sci-fi but it's a very hard sell to a lot of people because a lot of people just kind of turn it off in their brains, you know. Horror films, like I said, built in demographic, yeah. built in. You you make you can make a crappy horror film mm-hmm. for ten million dollars, guaranteed. People will watch it, guaranteed. Like built in <laughs> at least a hundred million dollars back. Oh yeah, minimum. And we're I mean, some of those go on to make like a billion dollars mm-hmm. off of a forty million dollar. No, budget. like the freaking Paranormal yeah. Activity movie, the first one that came out. Oh like, yeah. No one expected that to be as explosive as it did, but it really did. Like, it was a you know budget of a freaking cheese sandwich, and people freaking shelled out for it. Pulling it up right now, mm-hmm. there is the Annabelle franchise. Yeah. Okay. Do franchise. You... <laughs> franchise. It was. It's, li- a, it's a franchise built off another franchise. Yes. <laughs> okay. So there's the Conjuring, which pretty good. Oh yeah, I like the Conjuring. So one and two, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Three. No, but <laughs> okay, but the, we lost the main director, I think. Yeah. So James Wan, he went on to do Aquaman one and two. Right. So good for him. yeah, yeah, good for him. <laughs> okay, those movies did really good. The doll in the first movie got its own freaking movie. Yeah. No real other than the Conjuring name attached to it. It's supposed to be its own franchise, franchise spinoff, mm. terrible movie, awful. Yeah. Like I remember watching it in college, be like, this movie sucks, <laughs> right? Okay, the budget. You you want to hear this? Well, six point five million dollars. Oh my gosh! Okay, that's cheap. That is. I bet you most of that went toward the doll design. (laughs) Doll design, (laughs) just for winking. Like, but 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 think about it. A budget that low. Guess how much the actors probably got paid? Pennies. Garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. They probably got paid pennies. Okay, two hundred and fifty-seven million dollars. A spinoff to a movie about a doll. But it's because it's in the horror genre and the doll's got a cool design. Boom. I bet the actors actually got com- like, ro- maybe not royalty, but like yeah. uh, their percentage was based off of performance. So that's okay. probably how horror movies are, honestly. All right, hold on a minute now. You ready for this one? Yeah. Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. <laughs> not two. 
the, oh, pre- the, the prequel. Pre- the prequel movie. Okay, so now the spinoff doll movie gets a prequel <laughs> <laughs> to The Conjuring. Yeah, you're okay. starting to get sick, audience. I'm already All sick right. to my F- stomach. Now, this was this one was actually a decent movie. Yeah. Okay. But budget of $15 million, $306 million. Just like that. Just like that. No questions asked. Horror movies have a built-in demographic of they're going to go see this. All so, right. Well, yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. Annabelle Comes Home. Oh, boy. I forgot that was a third. The conclusion, the conclusion to the hit franchise <laughs> <laughs> based off The Conjuring. <laughs> All right. So budget thirty two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're so probably, they went up. Yeah. Okay, they probably that's like an or, okay normal budget for like a horror movie, I guess. Now <laughs> that's probably a lot more than they needed. To be honest yeah. with you. Oh, okay. way more. Yeah. Two hundred thirty one million dollars. Okay. So all I have to do is shell out. If I had ten million dollars, I know all I got to do is run to my nearest independent mm-hmm. film studio, make a horror <laughs> film, and I'm guaranteed a decent chunk of money back. Not sure. <laughs> You know? it's, it's pretty sad. Yeah. It's like freaking Christian artists. You know, like a lot of them just get into that because they know it's a yeah. built-in audience. Right. Yeah, so. and don't even get me started on the Nun franchise. Dude, the Nun 2 just came out. Yeah. Those are awful. Awful. <laughs> and no one likes those, but they'll go see it. Yeah. Now, when Ouija? a movie like... Wish. <laughs> We <laughs> when a movie like this comes out, that's what breaks yeah. my freaking heart, dude. Mm-hmm. Is when these great stories get completely bulldozed by these throwaways. And you know what? It it had you know it's you could blame it. Oh, why did why did they release the movie? You know, right now because this is like money. This is yeah. money making season. You know, like right out. You know, the summer blockbusters slash going into Halloween. That's when you make your money. Um, unless you're Disney, you can just throw in you know whatever movie you want throughout the whole year. Uh. Uh, I'm talking about like Star Wars and most Marvel movies; they get money back because their animated films are kind of suffering right now. Yeah, not the Pixar and Disney right. stuff. That's and their actually- live action adaptations. Thank you, world. I have hope for you guys now. You're saying no to live action finally. Their <laughs> live God. action adaptations of already established. Oh, Snow stories. White, dude. Lord, I hope that gets freaking I'm so thrown glad. away. <laughs> I'm glad these are getting review bombed and yes, they're flopping. Please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Cancel the world. I have hope in the world again. <laughs> so yeah anyway. that's that's my tangent i'm yeah. really disappointed but yeah you're right i think this movie will get a re- revalidation uh, yes. on blu-ray and i think it'll get a cult following yeah. i don't think it'll ever get a sequel probably not or something in that I franchise i don't think the creator needs a i don't sequel. think they were needing it but like right. the i don't know the world he set up sure. i think it could actually have like i'm talking about what if they had like an anime been off or something or like a little mini series or something they could do something with this franchise because it actually is a really cool friend it didn't feel like a one and done kind of thing yeah it felt like they could do stuff with this if they wanted to because mm-hmm. like yeah they create a lot of really cool stuff like i love the uh, new asia yeah. like the whole design of new asia was really really cool and interesting it's very cyberpunky you know yeah. um and they had like a bunch of different like devices and factories that had their own reason for being real yeah. you know like it was inspiring you know but yeah, really sad to see it flop like so. It wasn't just a flop; that was a failure. Let me like, just yeah, and let me failure. say, Gareth Edwards, since he hasn't done a movie since Rogue One, which everyone, for the most part, mm-hmm. even though I think the movie was terrible, yeah. I consider it a hit. Mm-hmm. I consider it a success, definitely, yeah. because everyone else liked it. The fans liked it. It, it, it made, performed well enough to get a series. It made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? I think or close to. Yeah, Every, everyone liked it. Yeah. Okay, so I hated it, but it was a hit. It was mm-hmm. a success. So that that helped Gareth Edwards' career. But I won't say his career has been suffering, but he's not a big name mm-hmm. to where a movie like this can fail, Yeah, and he still is just fine, and he's about to go make another film. You, you don't think people will hire him again? 
I, I didn't say that. I, I will think this this movie will hurt his career just a little bit. Yeah. I think that I will consider this a, a, a career setback. Yeah. If I may be as bold as to claim. You know what's crazy? Yeah. No one in this movie was a super big name. Ken I Watanabe. Mean, that was probably the biggest, the biggest one. Name, yeah. They're definitely the biggest. And yeah. then you got John David Washington. I've seen him in a couple things. Mm-hmm. No one else, though. I don't right. think I recognize anyone else, which I love that, too. I love picking actors who no one really knows. Like, mm-hmm. again, it's like how movies used to be, you know, where, like, you didn't really know who these actors were until right. they were in these little movies or big movies, right. you know, whatever. Well, that, that that's people the took thing. a risk on. So there's Micah Monroe. I don't know if you know her, but she's the main character in It Follows. Mm-hmm. And then she and then she went on to be in the, what's that big disaster movie? Um, Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she was making waves for a little bit, and then she kind of disappeared. Yeah. And I think her movie, I think the movie she was in before even It Follows was uh, the the guest, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. So she's been kind of like going upwards and then nothing. But yeah. I agree. So that's why Star Wars was such a thing because everyone in there became an instant like yeah. celebrity. Uh, Which is so rare. The only, Usually only one yeah. person, but like everyone yeah. there. Yeah, because Mark Hamill went on to do a bunch of voice work. <laughs> Carrie Fisher did Carrie Fisher things. Yeah. And then, of course, Harrison Ford like became an action icon. Good Lord. Yeah. You know, and he's still doing his thing, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would love to see. They tried to do that again with Force Awakens. <laughs> like, yeah, the original cast came back, but they were really trying to push the new ones, push the new people. And I appreciated that, even though it didn't really go anywhere. Because you don't, other than the guy that plays Poe Dameron, uh, Oscar Isaac. Now he he's actually, I think, turning into the Harrison Ford type. He's the best out of all of yeah. them, one hundred percent. And he, he's the one that they're putting in everything. Yeah, like every, think of every major franchise now. He's in it. Mm-hmm. Like he's in the MCU now. He's in Star Wars. Yeah, he's in the he was in the X Men. Like he's in everything. He's mm-hmm. in into the Spider Verse. You know, he if if they ever reboot Lord of the Rings, he's probably going to be no, in it. One hundred percent. He's probably going to be, be in it. the new Harry Potter yeah. series. I bet you yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. He won't be as big as Harrison Ford, but he's the one I would say who's career. way bigger than John Boyega yeah. or Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's it's a thing. So now back to Gareth Edwards. It's so hard for new directors to be established. Yeah. So Ryan Reynolds was on the record a long time ago when Fant Stick flopped. Yeah. He talked about Michael B. Jordan and how big of a setback for his career that was. He's mm-hmm. like, it's so hard for black actors to break through in Hollywood. Yeah. And he was he was really hoping that Fan Forestick flopping wasn't gonna ruin his career. Sure. Because he was such a good actor, so yeah. promising, blah, 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 blah. Luckily, Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan had the Creed franchise to fall back on. Creed came out a couple months after that and it was fan freaking tastic. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the best one of my favorite actually films now. Wow. Franchise wise. Which is a Oddly enough, like a kind of reboot slash spinoff, spinoff, yeah. And now he he directed the last one, the Creed three, and it had a new story, mm-hmm. new characters. So it didn't rely on Rocky to to yeah. to carry the film. And he directed it. like he his career has been very successful. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard for new people to break through in Hollywood. It is a shame. Yeah. And Gareth Edwards, like he's not an established name like Martin Scorsese. He has yeah. to earn his way through Hollywood right now. And unfortunately, I think this movie's gonna set him back a bit. I feel like I hate to say it. Yeah. I think this was his chance. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll get another one like this. Mm. Genuinely, I mean, really think about it. Yeah. With the, you know, how little people know him, he got a still, it's yeah. not, it's not big, but still $80 right. million dollars isn't like, you know, chump change. No, it's nothing to sneeze at. And like <laughs> for it to be a big film. Yeah. I think this was a shot. Yeah. Now, but the thing is, he didn't do a bad job. That's the no, sad no, no. thing. Yeah. He didn't do a bad job. He really didn't do anything wrong. It was just the timing and the fact mm. that it was competitive. You know, same thing with the video game industry. You know, you're competing with other titles, big titles, you know. Yeah. 
and sometimes you just get dealt a really bad hand. Right. And I think a lot. I don't think there was a whole lot of marketing budget. I think there was yeah. barely any marketing budget. I didn't even watch the trailer to be honest really? with you. I wouldn't have heard of the movie unless you told me. Yeah, that's. Sad. And I think I think a big part of it was just people hadn't heard of the film. Yep. Because, um, like I said, again, I had not heard of it until you brought it up, yeah. and you you begged me to go see it. And like I would, you know, I, I'll go see anything with you if you ask me, because mm-hmm. you know I know it's important to you, so I'll go. But um, other than that, though, if you hadn't told me, like I I wouldn't know, yeah. and that's a shame because it was good. And I'm with you. I, I do want to support mm-hmm. new ideas, new franchises, new IPs, because <laughs> we're not going to get any new stuff until people mm-hmm. start voting with their wallets, and yeah. that, that's what Hollywood's looking at. So I'm, I'm going to say it again. I know I said it 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But the reason why Hollywood will not take chances, will not bring you anything new, the reason why everything's a spinoff, mm-hmm. sequel, oh, my gosh, they're doing it again. Why? Let me tell you why. Because you paid to see it the first time, mm-hmm. and they know you're going to pay again to see it again. Yeah. Okay? They know all they got to do is have Hugh Jackman come back as Wolverine, and you'll go see Deadpool 3. Yeah. They know that. Even if you hate it. Yeah. Like, for instance, no one really loves – I mean, like, very few people love the live-action Disney movies. Right. But they know you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. You're th- even though if you hate it, you're going into it. You're saying, I'm going to hate this. Yeah. You're still watching it. Yep. How crazy sick is that? Mm-hmm. And Hollywood caught on way before you know, any of us did. There's a really good meme for the Paramount Plus series based on Halo where mm-hmm. uh, everyone watched it to hate watch it. And it got renewed for a season two yep. because so many people watched it to hate it. Same thing right? happened with Velma, I think. So the meme was like uh, Paramount Plus uh, announces a season two, and it mm-hmm. says when you watch Halo season one just to crap on it, and then it gets renewed for a second season, it cuts down to Anakin. He's like, what have I done? <laughs> Dude, that's, such, so, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. Let me let me go backwards a bit. Let, let's, look at, let's look at something simple, something mm-hmm. very smaller scale. Cartoons. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants. Now... I'm going to say, let me preface this with, I love SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. Okay? Very big influencer in my childhood. At yeah. least the first three seasons. Same with it, me, definitely. It jumped the shark eventually. Mm. Like, yes. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that show was so detrimental to so many other cartoons oh, yeah. that were trying to get established. Because mm-hmm. think about it. How many prominent cartoons after SpongeBob were there on Nickelodeon? On Nick? Um, Not that many. Not as I many mean, as you think. There were a few of them. If you look at the history of shows that were getting canned because they right out the gate they weren't giving them SpongeBob numbers, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, can." And then SpongeBob can. never freaking ended. So, I know it's yeah. still going right now. Now they, I will say yeah. it eventually did kill Nickelodeon shows. Um, yes. I would say in the start, like first three seasons, it wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, eventually, I think I watched a documentary on this one time where yeah. like Lily SpongeBob turned into their only successful yes. show. Yes, kind of like how um, MTV went out because their only successful show was like one rerun. Eventually, they mm-hmm. came on running it over and over and over again. Yeah, same with SpongeBob. They just like okay, this is our only thing we can we have right. now. And think about it, the show's still going. Mm-hmm. And oh, a new sh- a new cartoon! Oh my gosh, the Patrick Star Show! Yeah, like they they will not Nickelodeon won't take any chances. Think of all the cool cartoons <laughs> that could have been the next not not the next SpongeBob, but the next like oh yeah, dude that that show I, all my dark humor comes from this show or that show. It's like no because SpongeBob again it just it just kind of killed everything on Nickelodeon because that was their most successful one and they I, just keep making I guess. seasons. I will say Butch Hartman really was. It's weird to have a competitor in the same studio, but he was the only competitor who could actually make stuff and last. Um, and then when he left, well, it's like, pfft, right. it's just SpongeBob yeah. now. Yeah. So 
That's crazy to me. Because mm-hmm. Cartoon Network didn't really have that one hit where it's like, we got to keep. <laughs> I mean, Fair Odd Parents and. Um, yeah. Gosh, Danny Phantom, people love Danny Phantom, mm-hmm. you know, cra- like crazy. But, but it ain't think, on its 27th season. No, Fair Odd Parents got close, or was the closest to that. Yeah. But then again, when you Butch Hartman left, they have no idea. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what to do. And they don't want to take any chances on people. They yeah, don't. They're just like you know how many Butch Hartmans Nickelodeon probably passed up. Sure. Think about it. Really think about it. Yeah. You know, because it's been what twenty five years or something. Mm-hmm. Like, how many Butch Hartmans did they put in application, <laughs> pitch their show, and Nickelodeon said no, or yeah. gave them one season or six episodes, and then just said never mind. On the other hand, SpongeBob transcends generations. Yes. Um. I, I, is that? Do you think that's manufactured, or do you think that's just because how good the original writing was? I would say good the original writing, because mm-hmm. well, we're getting to the generation now where people don't know what SpongeBob is. Yeah, which is weird. That it's is so weird. weird. I didn't think we'd ever get there because it's still going. So who's yeah. watching it? Right. I guess not the next gen of kids. That's yeah. weird to me. So yeah, I know it feels like we're jumping all over the place, but I want to hammer down the point that like. The no, overall message. The, the overall message is the reason why we're not seeing anything original is because mm-hmm. nobody pays for it. Nobody yep. watches it. Nobody goes to see it. And mm-hmm. that that's what they're really looking for. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how good the movie was. Yeah. Think about yeah. studios don't care how good a movie is. They care about what's going to sell. <laughs> yeah. If they cared about how good a movie was, you wouldn't be seeing The Nun 2. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be seeing these paranormal activities. <laughs> and paranormal activity knockoffs. You wouldn't be seeing these terrible films. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have gotten Annabelle had they just not had a franchise they knew was just going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's crazy to me, <laughs> sidebar, The Conjuring, it's, it's it's hilarious to me that characters that were little sideshows, mm. like uh, The Conjuring 1 had the main ghost, and then this little just side story, mm-hmm. the the doll, and they took that doll and turned it into a franchise. And then uh, Conjuring 2, there was like this main thing, and then there was a side nun, <laughs> Side none. Side none. She just showed. She was in it, and then the. Nun. I think they wanted to make yeah. a spinoff, basically over every single like ghost side ghost they showed. Pretty much, yeah. Because um, there's that one scene where the creepy, uh, not the Hank, what's that guy's name? The not Crooked the Man. Or? The Crooked Man. Yeah. Thank you. They wanted to make a movie on. There them. is one scene where this Crooked Man comes up and he says this little rhyme. He's got one line in the whole movie, and they were talking about making a franchise off of him. Yeah, and that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that blows my mind. They, how do you make a Go back to Saw. How do you make a movie called Jigsaw and be a spinoff of it? What else is it about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Saw, the main character, he's been dead for like five movies. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the every Saw movie now is done in flashbacks where they yeah. flashback to wow, something that's, Saw did. That's creative. But he's been dead for a long time. And they still <laughs> find new flashbacks like, oh, he also did this in between no, but films. but there was a movie literally called Jigsaw, which was yeah. the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. What? But it's about Jigsaw. It's always been about Jigsaw. Yeah. So why is it Jigsaw? Anyway, I watch Jigsaw. And, like, I, I get the appeal. Mm. People trapped in a room. As long as you make a new trap. And we saw the same thing with this on Terminator, where it's like, well, if we just come up with a new Terminator, that counts as a new IP. That counts as a new Terminator film. Right. Same thing with Saw. They just saying, okay, we'll come up with five or six different traps, and that'll be. And the people new just movie. like love freaking yeah. gore horror, so yeah. like, yeah, right. right. They're not even that gory, if I'm being honest really? with you. No, because they'll cut away mm. when the per- person's about to actually hit the trap. I bet and, that was the PG-13 then, one. I think there was yeah, a PG-13 one. Gotcha. And then you'll just see a blood splatter. Like, there, there's a scene where a guy's getting dragged in. Like, he's chained around the face, right, mm-hmm. around his head, and then he's getting pulled into a saw. But then the part where you're supposed to see the actual saw cut him, it, you just they cut away to someone looking at him, and then you see a blood <laughs> splatter on him. And those are the saw movies. And I was like, bro, so people love these. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, dude. 
So, well, you know what? Speaking of all these like overused concepts, yeah. Are you familiar with like tropes? I'm sure you are. Kind of, but mm-hmm. like uh, I've always found them con- a bit confusing, which mm-hmm. is weird because I'm a movie like almost movie buff, not sure. quite. But close enough, so yeah. explain the tropes to me. Well, essentially, a trope is a wonderful website called TV Tropes, uh, which is amazing for this uh, as a tool. Essentially, a trope is something that's overdone, overused, mm. something that not even overused, but something that's been in multiple different films or TV shows or games or something. Um, it's a non-original idea. But nowadays, no original idea basically exists. Yeah. So you just have a mountain of tropes. Now, it used to be a trope was annoying, but nowadays people kind of have their favorite tropes or have their least favorite tropes. Mm. So to give you an example, one of my favorite tropes, I love the – it's kind of in the creator actually. I love the whole strong dad character takes a – like protect – or mom character protects a child throughout the whole movie. So examples of that being Logan – Examples mm. being The Last aliens. of Us, Aliens. Yeah. yeah. So it's been done a lot. Mandalorian, if you want to go TV show. So sure. a lot of people. That was my, I hated that because like people didn't see creator because all I would hear was like, oh, just like Mandalorian. I'm like, no, that's a trope that's been done so many more times Forever. than just Mandalorian. Forever. But you're just yeah. kids, you're just uh, relating that to profit, you know, the like popularity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, that's kids, a trope that's man. been uh, um, out for a long time. Mm-hmm. A couple more favorite tropes of mine. I love when a character broods. Uh, you know, brooding character, like, you know, <laughs> just like even they're stupid, but it's like a character who's like um, ultra serious or there's a very dramatic moment, you yeah. know, like his best friend died or he got betrayed and he takes a moment. You know, everyone yeah. knows it. It's raining outside. He's wearing long, dark clothing. He's just like sitting in the rain like, what have I done? Or what's this world coming to? Or my favorite, this city. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a million times, but I love it every single time. Uh, not because I think it's good, but the thing is, it, it's enjoyable to me. Do you remember the office whenever uh, Michael Scott Yeah, goes he, to looks the, this, he looks at his window. <sighs> this city. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh huh. Dwight, we're not mad. <laughs> He's like, yes, no, we're mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, the office is a perfect example because yeah. like that character, what's his name? Michael Scott. Yeah, he does tropes like because he's a fan of action movies, so yeah. he does like random tropes like that all yeah, the time for, for no, no reason. Yeah, no reason, but it fits for him. Yeah. Um, um, another fa- another really good trope. It's not really like a movie trope, but it's like a movie trailer trope. Have you seen or stop me if this sounds familiar? Action movie plays trailer right. Um, it opens up. And it's a character walking in a field or something. And then you hear a very slowed down epic version of a very stupid song playing in the background. Like Survivor, mm. you know, like, I'm a survivor. Da, da, yeah. da, da, da. But the Tomb Raider movie, it's, I'm a survivor. Every single freaking movie does it now. <laughs> yeah. In their trailers. I think I remember a Justice League trailer, not the Snyder Cut, but the original yeah. crappy one where everything was orange. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, th- I remember they, they took that Beatles song. Uh, oh, what, what, which one was it? Come together. Oh, yeah. Come together. Yeah. Go, go right now. Um, creator <laughs> did Dream On, which I yeah. love. I love Dream On. I yeah. loved it, how they use it in the trailer. And even though it's stupid, it's very overused, it gets me excited. I'm right. just like, this sounds this sounds cool. Even though it's so unoriginal, but it's right. like really cool. But a lot they, of people they hate have that. To. A lot of people hate that trope, but I actually really enjoy it just because it's it's cool, you know? Like yeah. I just like it because it's cool. If they had more than one trailer, just think about it. Maybe the creator would have made more money. <laughs> God, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, for real. But yeah, watch the trailer for creator. It's actually really good. But yeah. I'm good. I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite trope or a least favorite trope that you really don't like? Well, thank you for asking. My favorite tropes are Dark World. So one of them, Dark World, 
a mere universe with a dark twist. Everyone gives Superman three flack, and it is a terrible film. I hate it, right? Mm. But it has the the mirror universe, what I'll call it. Uh, instead of a mirror universe, I'm going to narrow it down. It has evil Superman in it. My favorite scene is when Superman is fighting, like, his evil twin. Yeah. Like, I love that because it's, like, the good boy <laughs> Superman that everyone loves that's joyful and happy, and then mm. he's fighting himself. I love it when say like the Avengers or somebody they're fighting like their evil twin yeah I freaking love that Ash versus <laughs> Evil Dead you mm-hmm. know spoilers uh, there's a scene where his arm from the first movie sprouts a whole new hymn so the quippy Bruce Campbell that's like with the chainsaw arm they're both fighting each other and they're it's just really stupid I love mm-hmm. it when evil twins fight each other believe it or not Inspector Gadget I loved it when he fought his evil <laughs> evil version Gadget of where yeah. he has like the spider thing yeah. <laughs> right I love that and then like the the evil version of him has like buck teeth and he's like <laughs> He's like, yeah. we yeah. could rule the world. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's uh, awesome. So let me think. Let me find out another one. You know what? You know what one I don't like? What? Is when like heroes are like cornered and they're about to be about to be offed, you know? And then like this lady runs in with a giant gun. <laughs> just like poof, and they're like, oh, a woman. <laughs> I don't well, give me an example. I've never I, don't, um, I can't think of anything. Honestly, it happens a lot with like throwaway movies, mm. to be honest. But like they make a huge point about it being a woman for some reason. Yeah. And like most viewers are just like, oh, cool. But like Terminator, that one Terminator movie, which one was it where like uh, Sarah come Connor? Come with me if you want to live. That's Terminator Genesis. Sarah Connor <laughs> comes in and is like, come with me if you want to live. Basically, yeah. it's just like, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. There's the one where um, really think about this. Hmm. Romances in sci-fi movies or women aliens, they're always having to be humanoid, basically. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's one unattractive female hum, uh, female alien yeah, in movies. Yeah, in a movie. Like, think about how they always have to have human features. They still got to have yeah. female anatomy, you yeah. know, in movies. Like, a good example of that's like Mass Effect. Like, you got Turians, you got Asari, you got, all, like, all these cool, interesting characters, but they all have to be humanoid. You know what I'm saying? That's a trope. Like, even though they're aliens, mm. there's nothing that sets them apart from alien than other than, like, a weird head or weird skin. But they're still very humanoid form. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of find it funny when they force romances in movies with, like... Well, great. That's the other one I was going to bring up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the trope. So, yeah. Like, I'm talking about these people have no chemistry and they've known each other right. for little, like, two hours. It's even worse than, like, Disney movies sometimes when people give them flack. But, like, there are some action movies out there where, like, literally they walk into the same room. And like, I don't know, there's like a montage of them talking for like a little bit and already they're like in love or something, you know, mm. like it happens a lot, I feel. Um, yeah. But they're like so forgettable too. So I can't even like name you any, unfortunately. Well, you know, so the last one for me, just off the top of my head basically mm-hmm. is like token romances, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So movies that have to shove in a romance, mm-hmm. you know, just dri- that, that drives me crazy. A, a series that I very much enjoy doesn't have a romance is John Wick. Because, like, if you really think about there it... There was a romance, dude. <laughs> what? There was a romance. The That's the whole reason the movie started. <laughs> the dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, good one. Woof, woof. Right. No, so out of four John Wick movies, mm-hmm. you would think there's going to be one movie where one of the girls he's fighting or one of the gr- would turn into a romance. Well, but absolutely, no, yeah. But no, he was, it was like the whole franchise was he misses his wife. And yep. somebody took something from him. That made him lose his wife again. And yep. and that's what the whole movie was about. You know what I'm saying? They didn't do a forced romance in any of the John Wick movies, and I do, love them for it. Do you think, okay, do you think it's something beyond just sex appeal? 
What do you mean? Like to throw it to like just throw in random like love triangles or love connections for whatever reason. Like in movies that absolutely do not need them. Do you right. think it's because the stories sell? Like it's the it's the kind of thing where like if you can bring your girlfriend to the movie because there's romance in it, quote unquote, but it's for like five seconds. Or do you think it's just like because sex sells? That's a good question. Mm. Another good example of a forced romance would be like Doctor Strange One. Oh yeah, because that that movie on its own could have just been its own thing. If you cut out the romance subplot, there wouldn't have even been a need for him to go back to America. Yeah, you know what I mean. The whole movie could have taken place overseas, <laughs> but no, the, the romance scene. So he has to go back. She has to work on him while he's dead, and like they have to have like I'm so sorry, you know. Oh, it's okay, you know. And they have to talk and flirt. You cut that out, it would have been a way better movie. That you know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but. Freaking Mary Jane and Spider-Man and Sam Raimi. I don't think they ever had any chemistry or connection. I disagree. You disagree? <laughs> you think they had any connection? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Besides the whole upside-down... We don't have down, time to go into that. Besides the whole... Yes, we do. Besides the whole <laughs> upside-down kiss thing. What? What do they have? They had, like, they had hopes and dreams that they shared <laughs> together. Girl Next Door. You can't tell me that you've never had, when you were a kid, like a crush on the girl next door or the girl next to you and you're at the desk at school or a girl that you yeah. work with. The girl that's just right there, but you can't attain her. You know what I mean? But she's there. You know what I mean? She's right there, but she's so far away. No, that's just an intro. That's not chemistry, though. No, they had plenty I don't of- think she would be into him. I Maybe, but I disagree because they had so many. And then like, she tried marrying the astronaut. I know. So, so yeah, I won't say they had no chemistry. They had so many good times. And then she was like talking. into hair, dude. She was also into like two other guys, like also I'm, Harry. I'm not saying she was the best written, <laughs> but like they had, but like they established like that was the girl next door that he couldn't get to, and he was a nerd, and then he's cool, and then she's suddenly interested in him, and they had they had some good yeah, talks. Yeah, yeah, he's a post prepubescent teen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he's interested in her, but like she has no, no reason to be interested in him. You know, I can see why you would feel that way. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But, like, they had talks where she's sharing her scares and her hopes for the future, and he's sharing his, you know. And then, like, I don't know. Like, she'd want to date a superhero, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. What movie did that well where it was, like, I think it was Spider-Man or Batman. No, it was Batman 89 where, like, um, basically. Remember, I didn't watch it. That's fine. But, basically, there's a love interest and who's in love with Batman Sorry, Bruce Wayne, but doesn't know it's Batman, you yeah. know? And then, not Batman 89, uh, Batman Forever. Remember gotcha. how it, um, it wasn't Vicky Vale. It was someone, though. Oh, what was her name? It was like that one not Vicky Vale person. And she was like in love with Batman and Bruce Wayne at the same time mm. without realizing it. But it's like, is she in love with Batman or Bruce Wayne? Mm. You that's know? cool. Interesting concept. Yeah. It was a stupid movie, unfortunately, so it right. didn't like pull it off anything interesting. But I'm like, that's an interesting concept, you yeah. know? With Spider Man. Well, think about. I don't know. It. Apparently, with Superman, Lois Lane was struggling because she loved Clark Kent and Superman, and so it was a right. weird like. Now uh, she got, got lucky. A, I got a lot of flack for this in college because I was like, I don't see the problem here. If she loves both and they're the same person, cool. But my buddy was like, no, no you know, he because he he likes to be smarter than everybody else. He's oh, like, sure. oh no, this is why it was so hard for her. And I was like, oh BS, dude. There's no way. <laughs> So, all right, yeah. I want to do a whole discussion on movie tropes at some point, but I think we're out of time now. We're at the hour mark. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in. Say bye, Sheps. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.